breeze. Buck Benny, the two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another year with Jack Benny. This is the beginning of the 1952-1953 season. It's a fun season, a really well done season of the Jack Benny show. A lot of excitement, a lot of fun. The only bummer here is that Phil Harris is no longer on the Jack Benny show. He's replaced by new band leader Bob Crosby, brother of Bing Crosby. And Bob does a nice job of having a, a great voice, having lots of... Um, banter with the rest of the cast about his brother and about st continuing to do Phil sort of banter about the, the band as well, but it'll never quite be the same again. The reasons Phil left, boy, there are so many that are discussed, but just recently here, the last year or so, I found a, a tape of the Dinah Shore show that uh, it was called Dinah back in 1978 and Phil and Mary are both on it and this clip I'm going to play in a minute ex explains at least from Phil's point of view why he was no longer on the show a lot of people dispute that what he's saying is true or accurate but I don't know with Mary there I would think she would say something if she disagreed with it so he must in my mind be kind of right I do think a piece of it is that Jack really wanted Phil to be on the TV show, and I don't think Phil wanted to do the TV show, and so there was definitely some tension going on, and then it also is the situation that Phil describes about having a fight with the writers. Uh, at that point last year, Phil could have been on the show the full time. Previous years to that, he could only be on like for 15 minutes because he had to get over to his own show, which would air right after Jack's. And so they had to write a very small part for him, usually just a couple minutes um, long. Before that, before Phil had his own show, he would be featured throughout the episode, uh, just like Jack is, like Dennis is, often in the skit and before the skit and, and with the guest stars and so forth. In Phil's case, last year, the 1951-52 season, he had the freedom because his show had um, changed around the way they did it so that he would have the time to, to do all of Jack's show. And sometimes they did have him do all of Jack's radio show. But oftentimes they didn't. And I thought that maybe he didn't want to be on Jack's show all the time. Maybe he liked it being on the, for the two minutes and getting paid. But I don't think so. I think now that he wanted to do more and he expected to do more, and when they didn't give him more to do, it was frustrating, Phil. And the writers probably thought, my guess would be, that, hey, you've been gone for a long time. We're not going to change the format of the show to put you back into it. We're going to keep the format of the show, and we're going to write you a little part where you're there for a couple minutes, and that'll be it. And I just don't think Phil liked that and uh, ended up with a parting of the ways. Uh, with at the instigation of Mary, it sounds like, according to Phil. So, anyway, without further ado, let's go to uh, the part of the Dinah interview where Phil talks about this, 
and then we'll go right into the episode after that. So I hope you're going to enjoy this episode, and I hope you enjoy this little bit of insight into why Phil might have left the Jack Benny show. We're still never, I don't think we'll ever be 100% sure, but this is the, he's the only person out of Jack, Mary, uh, Phil, everybody, Phil's the only person I ever heard to actually directly talk about it. And so, here we go. Enjoy. I get in an argument with a couple of the writers. And, because uh, one of them was writing me out of the funny paper all the time. You know, flat top this and flat top that. So I went to the guy and I said, hey, change it, will you, buddy? I'm getting tired myself because I was getting a lot of money, you know. Everybody was exclusive with Jack. If you wanted to, to hear Mary or Rochester or... Dennis Day or Kenny Baker or Don Wilson, you had to listen to the Benny show because unlike his character, I mean, he he really turned that money loose. I was making more money and I knew what to do with, you know. And uh, so, uh, but I got hot at a couple of the writers and Mary heard about it or something. So um, one Sunday she, uh, I wasn't speaking to these writers, so one Sunday she calls Jack and she says that's when we're at Vine and Sunset and she says come back in the dressing room and Phil you come back with him so the three of us went in the room and uh, Mary said to Jack she said let Phil go because my contracts were all three year contracts all of us were you know I mean what a beautiful thing it was and uh, so Jack says what's the matter and uh, so Mary says well he's causing dissension he's, he's not cooperating because she tried to get me to make up with the two writers, and I wanted them to apologize to me or something. I don't know. It was very trivial. Anyway, uh, Jack says, well, I'm going to tell you something, Mary. He says, as long as I got a program, he said, Phil Harris is going to be with me. And he walked out. We were rehearsing. Mary walked up close to me, and she says, hey, Phil. She says, I go to bed with him, and you're still going. <laughs> The Jack Benny Program, transcribed, presented by Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, get better taste, be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. This is Don Wilson, and smokers, there's no doubt about it, Lucky's taste better. And this better taste starts with Lucky's fine tobacco. Yes, L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco in a cigarette that's made better to taste cleaner, fresher, smoother. Cleaner? You bet. In a Lucky, you have a perfect cylinder of fine, clean tobacco, free from those annoying loose ends that get in your mouth and spoil the taste. Fresher? Of course. Luckies are fully packed, without air spaces, hot spots that burn too fast, taste hot, harsh, and dry. And every pack of Luckies is extra tightly sealed to keep in Luckies fresher taste. And smoother? Yes, indeed. Luckies long strands of fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco are made into a cigarette that draws freely and smokes smoothly. So friends, enjoy a better-tasting cigarette, a cleaner, fresher, smoother smoke. Be happy, go lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're starting another season of the Lucky Strike program starring 
<laughs> now, isn't that silly? After all these years, you know who's the star of the Lucky Strike program. So let's go out to you-know-who's house in Beverly Hills and... Uh-oh, there's an express truck turning the corner into Guess Who's Street. Hey, Joe, whose trunk do we deliver next? Uh, just a minute, I'll look it up in a book. <laughs> Now, well, what do you know? The next trunk goes to the star of the Lucky Strike program. The star of the Lucky Strike program? Yeah. Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> Hyman. <laughs> Hyman, look at me. Oh, what's the matter? You said the next trunk belongs to the star of the Lucky Strike program. And all I said was, who's that? Hyman, after all these years, you don't know who? Well, I... For your information, Hyman, the personality of whom you don't know is who happens to be a star of stage, screen, radio, and television and makes personal appearances all over the world. Paris, France, Amsterdam, Holland, Brussels, Belgium, Glasgow, Scotland. Yeah, and when he was in England, he was one of the biggest sensations to ever appear at the Palladium Theater in London. He was not only held over for three weeks, but every time he walked out on the stage, the audience stood up and cheered. How you know? Well, he's got a clipping pasted on a trunk. <laughs> now, now, come on, help me carry this trunk up to the door. Okay. How do you do, gentlemen? According to the tag, this trunk belongs to Mr. Jack Bunny. Oh, this is his house. Bring it right in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, come on, Hyman. Easy does it. <laughs> right here in the living room is all right. Yeah, okay, Hyman. Put it down. Thanks, gentlemen. Now, don't leave. Mr. Bunny may want to give you something to show his appreciation. I'll be right back. <laughs> Hyman, did you hear that? And I always thought that this guy Bunny was a cheapskate. Yeah, you know, I heard once that Benny squeezed the nickel so hard When he opened his hand, he was holding a needle <laughs> Yeah, boy, he must have a grip like that Well, here you are, gentlemen I told Mr. Benny that you delivered his trunk And here's a $5 bill for each of you Wow! Well, I never expected a $5 bill I'm gonna show this to all my friends That's what Mr. Benny wants you to do His picture is on it <laughs> Hey, Joe, what about the trunk for Dennis Day? Dennis Day? Oh, yes, Mr. Benny took him to London with him. Uh, why don't you leave it at Mr. Day's house? Well, we stopped by there and nobody was home. Well, gentlemen, if you like, you can leave Mr. Day's trunk here. Thanks. We'll go get it. Hmm, I better ask Mr. Benny to open his trunk so I can put his clothes away. Oh, Mr. Benny? Yes, Rochester. Give me the key to your trunk. I'll put your clothes away. Okay, I got it right here on my keychain. Let's see, that's my wardrobe trunk. The key that opened is at Mark 
W.T. Here's the key mark, D.D. D.D.? A desk drawer. <laughs> L.C. Linen closet. B.A. B.A., what does that open? Bank of America. <laughs> Now, let's see. S.M. What's that? Santa Monica Branch. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. W.T. Wardrobe trunk. Rochester, what's this other trunk doing here? Well, that's Dennis Day's. There was no one at home at his house, so they left it here. Oh, Dennis Day's trunk, huh? Hmm. Rochester, get me a hammer and chisel. I'm going to open Dennis's trunk. You can't do that. That's invasion of private property. Never mind. You go get the hammer and chisel. I'll answer the door. Mary! Hello, Dad. Mary, Mary, you're a sight for sore eyes. It's sure good to see you. Jack. Why, I haven't seen you since... Since... This morning. All right, I was only trying to make it exciting. Come on in. Anyway, Mary, when you did come over this morning, I was so anxious to see you, I jumped out of bed, ran downstairs. You didn't even kiss me. <laughs> well, you look so silly standing there in those Dr. Dentons. <laughs> now, Mary... Oh, Jack, I see your luggage arrived. Yeah, I got to send these clothes out to be cleaned and pressed. Mary, look through those gray slacks, see if I left anything in the pockets. Okay. I guess after such a long trip, all my clothes need cleaning and pressing. Pressing, anyway. <laughs> Mary, did you find anything in the pockets? Yeah. What? A quarter, two dimes, and three needles. <laughs> oh. Well, put my slacks on the chair. Here's the hammer and chisel, boss. Oh, hello, Miss Livingston. Hello, Rochester. Jack, what are you going to do? Uh, Mr. Day's trunk was delivered here, and Mr. Benny wants to break the lock off and open it. What? Why, Jack Benny, of all the nerve, just because you took Dennis to London with you, that doesn't give you the right to open his trunk. Mary. How would you like it if somebody forced the lock and went down into your vault? It wouldn't bother me. Those alligators would tear him to shreds. <laughs> now, Rochester... Now, who can that be? I hope it's Dennis. It'll serve you right. Come in. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Well done. <laughs> well, well done. It's good to see you. Good Thanks, to see you. Thanks, Jack. It's good to see you, too. It's been a long time now. I haven't seen you either, Don. What'd you do all summer? Well, I made a picture for 20th Century Fox called Niagara. Really? Yeah, the studio sent me to Niagara Falls on location... And I spent eight weeks with the star of the picture, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, boy. Are you lucky. Imagine getting a free trip to Niagara Falls. <laughs> Gee. Now you know why I didn't kiss you this morning. What? Oh, nothing, nothing, Oh, say, Jack, I came over to tell you that the most embarrassing thing happened to us uh, the day you arrived in town, and it was all your fault. My fault? Yes, you wired me that you were going to arrive on the 415 train, didn't you? Oh, yes, Don, but at the last minute, my reservations were switched, and I had to take a later train. I know that now. 
But at 4.15, the sportsman quartet and I went down to the Union Station. We even brought a drum and bugle car with us to give you a big welcome. And as the 4.15 train came in, the quartet started to sing. When Benny comes riding home again, hurrah, hurrah, we'll give him a hearty welcome then, hurrah, hurrah. They'll be down and merry to cheer and shout and see BS with the carpet out and we'll all be gay when Benny comes riding home. Be puffing a lucky strike. Hurrah, hurrah. It has the taste that we all like. Hurrah, hurrah. We will all be happy as we can be. Even the guys at NBC. L-S-M-F-T is a smoke for me. Lucky strike means fine tobacco, yes, sirree. Just tear the paper from a lucky, then you'll see. A cleaner, fresher, smoother smoke, the brand that pleases particular folks. Fine a lucky, puff on a lucky strike. In England, everyone loved our jack because he was smoking their favorite pack. of those good old luckies, happy-go-lucky That was really wonderful. I'm sorry I wasn't at the station for that reception. Rochester, what are you doing? I'm moving Dennis Day's trunk into the closet. Leave that trunk right where it is and hand me that hammer and chisel. Jack, what are you going to do? I'll tell you, Don. Dennis Day's trunk arrived from London, but the expressman delivered it here, and Jack wants to open it. What? Why, Jack, you've got a lot of... Never mind. Just, Just stand back. Jack, how can you be so stubborn? There. I broke the lock. Rochester, help me open the trunk. Yes, sir. There, it's open. Close it, close it. The light is killing me. (laughs) Hello, Mary. Hello, Don. Hello, Mr. Benny. You see, Dennis? I told you you'd live. (laughs) It wasn't so bad, was it? Jack Benny, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Huh? How could you make Dennis ride all the way from England to California in a trunk? That's the cheapest thing... Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mary. Don't jump to conclusions. This wasn't my fault. The day we were supposed to sail from England, Dennis lost his steamship ticket. That's right, Mary. Oh. Well, I'm sorry, Jack. That's all right. Uh, how'd you lose your ticket, Dennis? Playing gin rummy with Mr. Benny. Uh, gin rummy? Yeah, lucky I wasn't blitzed. (laughs) Mary, stop looking at me. The game was fair and square. Dennis, if you were in the truck that long, how in the world did you manage to eat? Oh, Mr. Benny took care of that with his water pistol. Uh, a water pistol? Yeah, three times a day he squirted soup through the keyhole <laughs> Look, Dennis He'd come down, knock on the trunk, and I'd open my mouth <laughs> Dennis Once I was asleep and I got an earful of chicken gumbo <laughs> Shake 
Dick and Gumbo. Da 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 da. Mmm, good. Now cut that out. Look, kids. Once and for all, let's drop the subject. Now, Dennis, let's hear the song you're going to do on our first program. Yes, sir. Hold it a minute. Hold it. Yes. Uh, how do you do? Are you Mr. Jack Benny? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, I'm Leslie Smythe Hetherington. I represent the sun never sets on the British Soil Travel Agency. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. They arranged my passage to England on the Cunard Line. Uh, quite. And I'm here to give you a refund on the unused portion of Dennis Day's ticket. Oh, good, good. <laughs> By the way, did Mr. Day decide to remain in England? No, no, no. He's here in America. Oh, he flew back? Mm, no. <laughs> oh, then how did he return? Well, uh, he came back on... on the Oshkosh. <laughs> Oshkosh. Is that a Dutch line? No, it's a luggage line. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, here's your refund from our company. Uh, thank you. Hey, wait a minute. This check is $243. It should be $250. I know. We deducted $7 you owed us. I owed your steamship company $7? What for? Extra soup. <laughs> oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, Mr. Benny, with all that soup in you, you must have sloshed quite a bit. <laughs> Yes, I did. Well, thanks for bringing me the check. Uh, you're welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Leslie Smythe. <laughs> uh, who is that at the door, Mr. Benny? Never mind. Just sing, Dennis. Right out, Governor. <laughs>
That was grand The two weeks in the trunk Didn't hurt you a bit <laughs> Really, your voice Really sounded great Oh, I'll sound even better When I get my head out From between my knees <laughs> Hmm Oh, say, Mr. Benny Where's Phil Harris? Phil? Phil Harris? Yeah Oh, oh, I thought I told everybody You see, Dennis Phil has so many commitments With radio, television, and records That he He won't be able to be with us This season So I'm dickering With Bob Crosby Bob Crosby? Yes do you like his music? Yeah, and a soup, too. Da-da-da-da-da-da! Mm, good. Dennis, stop with that. Look at Dennis. I don't want any... Oh, my goodness. What's the matter? It's half past five. I'm supposed to be over at Crosby's house at six. What for? Well, he hasn't signed his contract yet. You see, there's still some details we have to work out. So long, kids. I'll tell you what. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. okay. Oh, Rochester. Yes, boss? I'm going out. But what about dinner? Forget it. But Garrett, it's your turn to cook for me. <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot. Happy birthday. I'll cook it for you next year. Okay, so long, boss. So long. Gee, the Coleman's lawn looks nice. I haven't seen Ronnie and Benita in a long time. Funny, they left town the day before I came home. <laughs> Last year, they went away the day before I came home, too. <laughs> Come to think of it, it happened in 1950, also. <laughs> and in 1949... <laughs> Shame it had to happen four years in a row. We're such good friends. <laughs> when you say I beg your pardon, then I'll come back to you. Yeah, I'm glad that I wrote that song. When you ask me to forgive you, I'll return. Oh, I'll return. <laughs> Gee, Beverly Hills is beautiful. So many movie stars live here. Esther Williams has been living across the street for about five years. She built the most beautiful swimming pool I've ever seen. I wonder when she's going to build a house. <laughs> like the swallows at Serrano, come back to Capistrano. I'm going to make a hit out of that song if it's the last thing I do. For you, my heart will always, always yearn, oh, always yearn. 
gee, look at all these beautiful homes. Yes, sir, Beverly Hills is the swankiest neighborhood in the world. Sometimes I think they overdo it, though. Look at that white line down the middle of the street. Ermine. <laughs> Say, I better walk faster, I'll be late. I don't want to keep Bob Crosby waiting. Daddy, are you busy? Well, I'm not busy now, Kathy, but I am expecting Mr. Benny soon. a contract to work on Mr. Benny's program this year, haven't you? Well, I haven't signed the contract yet. Mr. Benny and I still have a few details to work out. Oh. Say, Daddy. Yes? Won't you feel funny working for a man younger than you are? <laughs> Kathy, he's not younger than I am. He says he's 39. Well, he's not 39. I happen to know his real age. What is Mr. Benny's real age? Well, that's one of the details we still have to work out. <laughs> well, I thought he was 39. Oh. You know, he's always talking about himself on the radio. Yes, that's right, honey. He does talk about himself. Daddy, are his eyes naturally blue? Mm-hmm. Is his hair naturally curly? Ain't even naturally there. <laughs> But you know, Kathy, I'm going to be mighty proud to be associated with Mr. Benny. He's been in radio so long, and he's such a suave comedian. What does suave mean? Well, suave means when a person is... Well, I'll explain it later. Come in. Hello, Jack. Hiya, Bob. Come in, come in. Jack, this is my daughter, Kathy. Well, well, hello, Kathy. Hello, Mr. Benny. Uh, say, Bob, you have four children, haven't you? Five. Three boys and two girls. Well, three kings and two queens. A full house. <laughs> say, say, that's pretty good. Hmm? Kathy, Kathy, honey, where are you going? To get a dictionary. I want to look up the word suave. <laughs> Don't you do it. You'll make a liar out of me. <laughs> What's that? Oh, nothing, nothing. Oh. Now, Bob, getting down to business, did you get the contract I sent over? Yes, I got the contract, but I haven't signed it yet. Sort of wanted my lawyer to look at it first. Lawyer? For heaven's sake, Bob. This is a simple little agreement between friends. <laughs> what do you need a lawyer for? Well, there's something I don't quite understand on page 906. <laughs> Well, maybe I, I can explain it to you. Now, let's see. Where's page 906? Uh, it's in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Here's the clause that I don't quite understand. It's clause 18. Clause 18. Huh? The party of the second part, Bob Crosby, shall retain all the musicians who have been on the program previously. Well, that's fine. This is the part I didn't quite get. Uh -huh. Will be his responsibility to see that the music on their stands is always in such a position that they can read it. <laughs> well, that's right. 
Oh, but that's silly. All you have to do is just put the music right side up. Well, not necessarily. You never can tell what position the boys will be in. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, what about Clause 21? Bob Crosby will have the responsibility of providing Frank Remley with his three Bs. Now, what in the world are Remley's three Bs? Banjo, beer, and bail. <laughs> Not necessarily in the order named. <laughs> now, look, uh, look, Bob, why make a big thing out of this contract? If those are the only things that are worrying you, we'll work it out. Well, okay, Jack. Now, finish reading the contract in the next two or three weeks and call me... <laughs> call me when you're ready to sign it. Okay. See you later. So long, Bob. Goodbye, Kathy. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Kathy, honey, will you put this contract back on my desk? Yes, Daddy. When you say I beg your pardon, then I'll come back to you, la la la. When you ask me to forgive you, I'll return. Daddy, what's that? Clause 26. <laughs> You mean? Yes, darling. I'll do anything to send you kids through college. <laughs> like the swallows at Serrano, come back to Capistrano. Jack will be back in just a moment, but first... Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. Friends, you'll find Lucky's taste better, taste cleaner, fresher, smoother, because Lucky Strike gives you fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco in a cigarette that's made better to taste better. Lucky's taste cleaner, because Lucky's perfect cylinder of fine, clean tobacco is free from those annoying loose ends that get in your mouth and spoil the taste. Lucky's taste fresher, because they're fully packed without air spaces, hot spots that burn too fast, taste hot, harsh, and dry. And every pack of Lucky's is extra tightly sealed to keep in that fresher taste. Lucky's taste smoother because in a Lucky you get long strands of fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco in a cigarette that draws freely and smokes smoothly. Yes, friends, Lucky's taste better. So for your own real deep-down smoking enjoyment. For a cleaner, fresher, smoother smoke, be happy, go Lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike today. Good night, everybody. We're a little late. The Jack Benny program is written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsburg, George Balzer, John Packerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>